Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm Scott Hall, a member of First Presbyterian Church and one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. What do we have on the show this week, Josh? This week, I'm going to be interviewing Joe Walker, Janet Altman, and Reverend Brian Bolt about our newly rebranded ministry to seniors here at First Presbyterian Church. They're going to be sharing with us some of the heart behind this vital ministry and what we can expect as it continues to grow in our church. If you have any questions about the show or any other ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstprescolumbia.org. That's firstprescolumbia.org or on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to First Focus. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, and I'm actually here in the studio today with uh, Scott Hole, but he is manning the soundboard because we have three other wonderful guests with us today. Why don't you guys say hello and introduce yourself? Ladies first. Hi, I'm Janet B. Altman. Janet B. Altman. Seniors <laughs> Ministry Coordinator. Seniors Ministry Coordinator. Okay. I'm Joe. Joe Walker, and I'm an elder here at First Presbyterian Church, and I chair the relatively new standing committee known as Seniors Ministry. Wonderful. And I am Brian Bolt. I'm the Associate Minister to Seniors. Great. You're here today because your committee and this ministry of our church has recently decided to sort of rebrand. And uh, we know how much we love change in life, so why don't you guys tell us, <laughs> before we get to the change, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about the ministry itself, uh, how it got started and came to be, and where we are. Gladly. We do represent a new standing committee with new personnel, and uh, we like to think that we are hitting the ground running. I would say it probably started about four years ago that leadership of the church thought there might be a gap where our seniors ministry is concerned. Okay. So in the wonderful Presbyterian fashion, uh, they <laughs> assembled a committee. Uh, I had the privilege of chairing that committee with a wonderful group of folks. And we spent a little over a year analyzing our seniors ministry. Mm. It boiled down pretty quickly to two major aspects of ministry. One was what we called the on-campus ministry, mm -hmm. and the other was off-campus ministry, with the off-campus ministry being primarily Laurel Crest. Okay. Some 20 years ago, the our forefathers had deemed it necessary and appropriate to, to build that wonderful structure and making sure. that a major part of taking care of our seniors. The on-campus ministry really was more of the what are the other standing committee ministries doing to minister to our elderly people. Sure. A couple of things we discovered as we analyzed those two aspects. One, although it's wonderful for our other standing committees and age groups to minister to our seniors, we realized we want our seniors with all of their experience to be able to minister within our midst as well to the younger, whatever yeah. the age group may be. Yeah, that, that brings up a thought. When I was actually coming to this church, I've been here for four years now, one of my mentors from college actually told me, he was an elder at the time, he said, Josh, the, the treasure of this church is that there's a wealth of godly people who are more aged, more mature, and they have walked with Christ for a lifetime. And it's, it's such a treasure to be able to, to be in a congregation like this. Agreed. And that is exactly what we uh, recognized and, yeah. and knew that we wanted to address, sure. that the ministry goes both ways. At the same time, 
our committee was doing its work and its discovery, the board at Lawlcrest was trying to decide whether they should expand to keep up with the changing times, or was it time to, to sell and then redeploy those assets in a different way. As we know over time, and their wisdom, and with the support of the session, they decided to sell. Well, that really added to the scope of our discovery because we were determined that if Laurel Crest was responsible for sheltering, feeding, taking care of the physical needs as well as spiritual needs to a degree of our elderly, how might we bring that in-house and take on that aspect of ministry that had been taken care of off campus. And I believe some portion of the proceeds of that sale uh, will go to helping our committee determine that. Let me interject two things here. One, uh, our church is a microcosm of the nation's population line and timeline, if you will. And that being that we have a huge bubble coming through the timeline of our church, just like we do in our nation, of older people. It represents a very large portion of our congregation. As a matter of fact, if you just look at the age group of our church, 50 and older, it represents 60% of our congregation. 65, wow, excuse me, 65% of our congregation. If you go to 60 and older, it's still very close to like 57% wow. of our congregation. So you see that it, it represents a large number yeah. uh, as well as a large need. Yeah. So we had that going on on the off-campus perspective as well as enhancing what was already being done on campus. The conclusion of that committee had uh, obviously many different things, but the primary uh, ones that we wanted to see happen more sooner than later were we did not have a standing committee of session or the diaconate for seniors' ministry. And you also need the people uh, on staff to run it. Yeah. And we wanted an associate pastor that was at least mostly dedicated uh, to <laughs> yeah. seniors' ministry. Uh -huh. uh, all of them around here do everything for everybody, but there needs to be a primary focus. Yeah. And we wanted a coordinator for the ministry as well. Uh -huh. And uh, as I said in another talk, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, in the Lord's providence, uh, we got all three. That's so that's sort of some of how we got to where we were. Yeah. How do we help our seniors age in place? Because that's what most of them want to do. Sure. And how do we keep the focus on not just us providing certain things for them, but we make sure that if they want to be involved, that mm -hmm. they can be so that the ministry flows both ways. That's wonderful. That sounds like that's an incredible opportunity for our church to be able to invest in the wealth of people talents that the Lord has given us. Without and, a doubt. So. and I would add to that, that as our committees studied these possibilities, how to go about this, we really had nothing to compare ourselves to. Oh, wow. Most churches are in bigger denominations, and the way that they take care of their elderly or their seniors is to build the bricks and mortar and have seniors' homes no that they way. go to. But to have the resources available to bring that ministry in-house, help them age in place as long as possible, and make that happen is something that we have no other church to compare. We feel like we are inventing this wheel yeah. as to how to perform the ministry to our seniors, again, both ways, in-house. Brian, why don't you speak a little bit to some of the vision that's there? And, you know, you had a piece in First Things a couple of weeks ago about this change coming to our ministry to seniors. And so why don't you share a little bit about what's, what's on your heart as you see the horizons that God has for our church? Absolutely. I've been here about a year and a half, and this is my first time being a minister to seniors. And 
being able to focus on senior adults, whom I have always loved ministering to and didn't know I necessarily had the gift or the niche for that, but have always loved it and felt ministered to by seniors because mm. of their rich life experiences and their, their vibrant faith. And I found what Joe just mentioned to be so much the case here. Uh, it is such a, a rich, uh, diverse group of seniors and just real to begin to get to know them. And I want to focus on two aspects of that that have already been mentioned. One is the intergenerational aspect. When Jesus was going about his ministry, there was a, a situation in which he was, he was told, your family is waiting for you. And, uh, and he said, who is, who is my family? And he looked around him at his disciples and he, he said, here are my mother and, and my brothers. And when I was growing up, I, I loved my grandparents, but I was not a very close part of their lives and wasn't intimately connected with them. When I married my wife, I saw that she had rich and, and just very meaningful relationships with her grandparents, and, and that impressed me. And the relationships I've been able to form with senior adults here at First Pres and uh, in my past experience as a minister have been such that the Lord has shown me as I look around, you know, these are your grandparents. These are your brothers in Christ. These are your grandfather and grandmother. It's just been delightful to minister to and to minister with older adults here at First Press. Uh, we had our first annual spaghetti soiree, we called it last February, in which we uh, mingled the generations. We had our senior adults sitting at tables and enjoying a meal and being served by middle school and high school children, our wonderful covenant children here at First Presbyterian. And I, w I was just delighted at how that turned out and mm. the, the new relationships that formed. And uh, we're very excited about where that's heading. We want to do a similar activity this coming February. And I, I hope and pray out of that can grow a prayer partner ministry mm. uh, where we can connect our senior adults with our middle school and high school youth and other generations as well. The other aspect I wanted to follow up on is a gift-based ministry. We did a survey to seniors this past spring and summer and got a wealth of responses back from folks, not only with regard to their needs, what we could do to enhance or, or help them to engage better within the church, but also, as Joe was discussing, we got a much better sense of where they are gifted and mm. what they are passionate about. That's great. What they want to do to contribute to the ministry at First Press. And one of those aspects is letter writing. No and, way. And, okay. And in our own day and age, of course, that's a bit of a lost art. Yeah, um, gosh. So much is done with text and emails and online communication. We all know how special it is to get a handwritten note from someone that Absolutely. encourages us and recognizes something that we've done and thanks us. And so we are beginning to start what I'm calling the Barnabas Ministry, uh, which awesome. is made up of senior adults who believe they are gifted in the art of letter writing. Mm. And we're going to get those folks together and pray for folks in our congregation who are having a hard time and hurting and to write them letters of encouragement. So this is one of the, uh, the avenues of ministry that we want to continue to encourage our seniors to take part in, to recognize how they're gifted, to realize they are a cherished member of the body. We don't want to put them on the shelf at all. We want them to be fully engaged as much as possible. Part of that is, is building up the church, as the Lord tells us in Ephesians 4. There are many other initiatives I'm, I'm 
super excited about in that regard, but those are the two that, that mm. I'm especially delighted to, to share. That's an incredible ministry to think that a, just a well-placed word that's not expected and what it can do in someone's life to, to breathe gospel truth into their lives in a moment where they need it. Absolutely, and there are seniors who are, are eager to do that. Mm quite excited about it. Yeah, and Janet, you've been pretty quiet so far, but please, we would love to hear, how are you going to fit into this? How are you going to help facilitate this? My title, Seniors Ministry Coordinator, makes me a connector. Okay. I want to connect seniors three primary ways. I want to connect seniors in our church to other seniors in our church so they can have fellowship. We all know the value of fellowship and friends and commonality and praying for someone and hearing what's going on in their lives. So, But also connecting them to resources. Because there are ministries provided by this church that people are not aware of. They don't know they can get a ride to church. They don't know meals can be brought. They don't know someone can help you move that chest of drawers from the downstairs to the upstairs. So connecting people to resources in the church, but also in the community, there's tons of things going on that seniors need to know about because that increases their support system. So we want to increase their fellowship and their support system. And we want to increase their connections, as has been referenced already, to the larger church family. That they're a part of something, and it's not just old folks. It's everybody. And they're a part of that, and they're an integral part of that. Because Mm. my vantage point is a senior adult in this church should feel more connected to their church as they age, not less connected. Mm. If they feel less connected, we need to address that. And so I think the fellowship piece... We have our encouragers group, which is for those who are 50 years of age and older who are single. So people need to take advantage of those encouragers events if you're single. There's also been some talk and interest in reestablishing our fellowship group for married couples who are 50 and older. We called those adults in action in the past. Maybe it gets a new name. I don't know. Reestablishing our uh, fellowship group for married couples because... When people are fellowshipping, it's just a good thing. And when it comes to resources, the lifelong learning series we're doing right now, the four that we've done this fall, those topics were chosen to be a benefit, to be a resource Mm. for senior adults and their families. The whole church is invited to come. Anybody can come. But we'll be doing some more of those in the spring of 2020. And the third thing would be the intergenerational, as as, uh, Brian was talking about that. That will increase their sense of community as they interact with different ages and they're not segregated off or told no you're too old for this as they're as they're integrated they will become very comfortable and at peace and feel welcomed in the community as a whole Mm. so i would say may i say a word this is a word if you're listening to me and you're a senior (laughs) adult and you want more connections in your church you're just not satisfied with the degree of your connections please contact pastor bolt or myself Mm. let us talk to you about this let us let you know those connecting spots because we want you to be a part of the church um, as a member and know that you are appreciated, valued, and um, treasured, really, here at First Press. And your your email is j-a-l-t-m-a-n at firstpresscolumbia.org. That is correct. And Pastor Bolt, B. Bolt. Bolt. At firstpresscolumbia.org. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Well, this is an amazing undertaking that honestly gets me really excited. But one last thought. What could someone who wants to come alongside our seniors do to bless this ministry, to support it, to be involved as much as they can? I think it's the T word, time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people have to say, you know, this this is it is worthwhile for me to spend some time with an older adult. Mm. It is valuable to me. I will gain from it. They will gain from it. It'll be win, win, win for everybody. And I think 
if someone says, I have some time, I'm looking ahead and I have some time once a month or, or twice a month or once a week. And if they would let us know, I have some time and I want to invest that mm. relationship, we will help facilitate that. Um, but some time would be great. The word we've used here a few times today is intergenerational. And it's yeah. not just limited to the seniors. Ministry. I mentioned in introduction that Absolutely. the entire session is keenly interested in developing the intergenerational aspect of ministry. We want every age group to have the avenue to use the gifts that they've been given by the Lord mm. outside of their age group if that's what they'd like to do. That's wonderful. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with us today. Is there anything else that you would want to share, or do you do you think you've left your piece on the table? And <laughs> <laughs> I like the reality that we want to minister to, but also with mm. senior adults. I speak for myself when I say that I want to work with senior adults, and I want to minister to them as well. That's right. Yes, I fully concur. And um, the phrase I like to use is the covenant family. You know, mm. Every every member, from the oldest to the youngest, is valuable, and and has a gift or or more than one gift to use, and that is. Uh, especially meaningful and um, rewarding to see happen across the generations. Mm. Thrilled to see it happen. You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Joe, Janet, and Reverend Bolt, as well as all of the staff here at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, I'm Josh Adair. And I'm Scott Hall. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstprescolumbia.org. That's firstprescolumbia.org or on our app. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, God bless. <laughs>